thank you guys so much. Welcome to Horror Girl Problems. <laughs> we have thank you for thank writers. you so much for having us. Yes, writers and directors of Stuffed, which is an amazing short film. And uh, why don't you guys tell us a little bit about it? Well, so it's a Stuffed is a, it's a short musical film. Um, it's about a taxidermist who. Um, decides that she wants to find uh, a human to stuff to complete this kind of um, quest for legacy and to to f- fulfill this kind of goal of of um, breaking the taboos of taxidermy and fulfilling her art. And she goes online and tries to find someone who wants to be stuffed and meets Bernie, who is um, who is a, a potentially willing participant. And it's a musical, and it's quite dark and i think it's something that um to give you a little bit of an origin story there's it, it comes from the original story um of the german cannibal armin muse who was a um a cannibal who um searched online for someone who wanted to be eaten and met someone and and what kind of strikes you what's kind of interesting about that story is that um you know they 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 meet each other and they they go through with it and there's something that kind of with this whole thing which is like it's kind of romantic like it's they find a a way somehow of of um of being like the only other person in the world that could possibly understand the wants and desires of that one person and somehow they come together and find each other in this kind of wide 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 world and fulfill each other's dreams in a kind of strange way no matter how horrific so that's what sort of attracted us to the story and um obviously from there that was just a launching launching off point um yeah. I love that you describe that as romantic because it's like one of those things where it's like, well, there's really, there's someone for everyone, right? It's just exactly. a matter of finding, but it like, odds are that it exists, even if it's just the one person that gets it. <laughs> totally. <laughs> and, you know, no shame, you know, everyone, whatever you're into. <laughs> right, exactly. It's kind of, um, it was kind of a strange, you know, it's a strange one though, because obviously we, there's something, you know, dealing with like, you know, for us transitioning the original story which was obviously rooted in cannibalism and moving it immediately over to something that felt a lot more palatable you know taxidermy and the the whole kind of quests and desires that surround the idea of taxidermy i feel like a lot are a lot more manageable to sort of comprehend than than cannibalism um but it it was still something that that shocks people like i think i i got a few emails in the casting process from people like absolutely appalled at what we were doing (laughs) and just writing for i know just being like this is way too soon bear in mind the original you know the original (laughs) happened about 15 20 years ago you know like this is way too soon i think this is appalling and it's it is amazing how you know these these stories really really affect people and really um you know, they really give people the the, the creeps. Right. Mm. I, th- I think something about ta- transferring it from like cannibalism to taxidermy as well, I'd kind of brought in a lot of kind of more real world things that we all kind of deal with in like relationships. And because it brings in a sense of like um, career into it as well, because you can have a career as a taxidermist, but you can't have a career as a cannibal. I, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> and like, so you kind of, you get, it kind of like brings it way more into the real world and um and yeah that was kind of the to get it there 
I think that was. I think a, it's a quite hard switch. to <laughs> say that again. I think that was a smart switch on it's your a smart point. switch. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think there's there's a lot more like it's it's really fun to imagine what happened when the cannibals finally meet. But I think when you when you what was exciting about bringing it to taxidermy is that there are all of these sort of really interesting, as I say, desires and reasons for this wanting to take place. Like for Bernie, the the idea that he's um, afraid of aging and afraid of the fact that he's not really come to anything in his life and doesn't really mean anything, which is something that like, I think every single person can connect to in some, mm. in some level. And I think the most important thing with dealing with a story like this is really to humanize and to, to bring these characters into something that feels that they're not monsters. They're just people kind of finding, finding a, a, what they're into and what they want and finding a, a way to find happiness in some capacity. 100%. It is very existential, like that whole thing of like, am I enough? Like, what has my life amounted to? And then the idea of being like immortalized and loved and like meaning something to somebody, you know, so he gets to have that. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But then there's that, you know, is it is it ever, is is achieving that ever? Um, and I suppose that's the, the, the question at the end for her is... Oh, I shouldn't reveal that. Should we reveal that? It's... <laughs> like, no, you want to spoil your movie? I'm no, not going to spoil gonna... it. You're allowed to. <laughs> I'm going to leave that bit out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it comes without spoiling it. It kind of like I guess it comes. It comes to a choice at the end because I mean we haven't really said, but the kind of idea is that they there's a spark, a bit of a spark between them, mm -hmm. and between the taxidermist and the the guy who wants to be taxidermied, and they sort of like toy with this idea of like, do we go through with this horrible thing or do we just like be happy and be together and people have to watch it to find out i guess it's like misfits meeting and like this there's this kindling spark you know <laughs> which it's i'm absolutely. such a sucker for <laughs> also i was a theater kid growing up in high school so I, I i knew that i read that this was a musical but then i guess i forgot by the time i put it on so like my face i was just like a meme like the, i was like okay great like the color and the shots and i'm like this is all very much like my shit this is like very whimsically macabre but i love it and then the singing starts and i was like oh <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's great to hear i think like it's a really it's an interesting one Joss and I have just been watching, I mean, we spent a lot of time watching musicals. I was absolutely a theatre kid and um, was in lots of amateur dramatics as a little boy and loved musicals. And, and we met and really bonded um, when we were at university over musicals because it's something that I think people hate. <laughs> you know, people really <laughs> dislike musicals. And I do understand, I do understand the reasons why, because I think that very often it's taken into something that, is like a kind of strange pastiche of a musical that doesn't really represent any of the things that I like about musicals. And I think that that happens so often, especially in film. Film musicals are so sort of, of are so often uh, a strange mix of like what a stage musical, what people think a stage musical should be or kind of is, but it just seems to not translate properly at all. Mm -hmm. Obviously there are great examples, but I think there are lots and, and lots of bad examples. Um, and I think that, you know, the, the goal really for us was to try and find a tone of film that we wanted to watch, was to try and find, to, to take the, the genre of musicals, because it, it is, it's a, it's a, it can be a whole wide genre. It's not just one sound. Um, and to sort of develop that into something that feels a little bit darker 
and um, hopefully set it in a visual world and a, and a world that felt a little bit more, a little bit more grounded and and much darker. I think that was that was our kind of mm. our starting point. Um, yeah, because we we speak we speak quite a lot about like this idea that um, maybe people don't like musicals because they're very like performative and showy and like it's very hard you know because you want especially especially in film you want to relate to characters and you want to understand characters and you want to kind of take these characters on a journey but like it's quite I think it's quite hard for a lot of people to relate to someone when they're like an amazing singer like doing an amazing <laughs> dance like um projecting and, and and all this stuff and so I think um yeah so we tried to make it sort of a little bit less like that and I think so we kind of stumbled upon especially with uh Anthony the guy the the guy wants to be taxidermied in it he you know he has a kind of like warbly untrained voice a little bit that is kind of um that I think if you know if he had I mean it's a very very good voice he's got an amazing range and like it's a very it's a beautiful tone but it's not quite like I'm sure if he if kind of he had been more kind of rigorously trained in his voice more recently I'm sure they would have hammered out a lot of the things the kind of like cracks and warbles that I think make it kind of a bit more human and make him feel more sort of like a um yeah more like a real person that you can relate to as opposed to like a theater kid no offense to you two a theater <laughs> kid up on stage like um <laughs> doing doing their thing um the, i th- is thinking about it there's also a disconnect because when you go and see musicals live you are seeing a live performance and that's what's so exciting about mm-hmm. them is you're seeing someone give everything on that night to give you a live performance Whereas the, the the strange disconnect with a when it moves into cinema is it's almost always lip sync. It's never ever live. It's always twice removed from being live. You're watching a pre-recording recorded of it. You know what I mean? So I think that there's that disconnect. It's so often so badly seamless. Like it, it, it really feels like a step when sudden, suddenly someone steps in to sing and the, the tone completely changes. And I'm not saying, you know, we didn't record ours live on set. I would have loved to have recorded it live on set, although that would be incredibly problematic. I think the hope was to try and find a way of, of working the music into the film in a less obvious way. So it didn't feel like there was that kind of big jump into something, which I think is often what you, what you do feel with music. And I think what Josh said about um, the kind of vulnerability in Anthony's voice was really important for that. As with um, uh, Alison, who played the taxidermist, um, they they have such an amazing range and kind of subtlety to to both of their voices. I think um, that's what what really worked for us. It was it added such a charm to it, and especially for his character in particular. Like it wouldn't have. It doesn't lend itself to his character to be like, I'm an amazing, perfectly everything Broadway singer. Like, that's not who that character is. So I think those little 100%. nuances of the warble and things like that, I'm like, that makes sense for his character as well. And it makes mm. it just that much more mm. charming. I, I think for yeah. her as well, it's, um, we spoke this before, but uh, it's, it's she definitely kind of, um, her character is one that is, I feel like one you've seen like a thousand times in like musicals and stuff. You think of like Mrs. Lovett or the mum from Tangled, any evil stepmother. There's this, this sense of like kind of um, uh, theatrical kind of <laughs> with the lightning crashes and stuff at the beginning. But I think, um, but Alison's voice, uh, the actor that played the taxidermist is like, just like very, very sweet and like really kind of soaring and beautiful. And I think that just kind of added something that like we didn't necessarily know was, 
part of the character until like we had Alison in the room and we heard her voice and it was like, oh, it's so, it's so pure and sweet. And I think, yeah, so again, like just her tone of voice kind of just brings the character really. Um, whereas I, I mean, think... It is always just fascinating because you, you write, you particularly with this process, you write the characters and then you write the songs and you think you kind of know who they are and then someone plays them and, and sings them sings a song for the first time in their own voice. You know, I, you know, I have to live so for so long with, because Joss writes all the, the lyrics and, and the songs. We write the story together and then I'm, I, I direct. And um, for, for ages, you know, I'm getting these songs back with Joss's, Joss singing and it's Joss's voice the whole time. <laughs> and the first time that you, you know, you hear Alison sing it, it's like, oh my yeah. life. Like, oh wow. my God, I didn't realise until now what a crap singer Joss is. Now <laughs> an actual proper singer sing it. <laughs> Now, you guys have to release that with like the bonus features. It's Joss's oh, recordings of the, of the song. No, we've made it. We've made a whole film where Joss plays both of the characters. It's quite yes, cool. love yeah. it. I'd like to see that one. <laughs> but also, she has that very sweet tone, and she's singing about some like seriously sinister shit. So it's like this weird juxtaposition that also lends itself to the whole tone. Mm, totally. I think she's she did an amazing job, Alison. She was a real. She was an amazing find. I mean, we had we had no money to make this it was really um it really was a labor of love um and we to find her i was literally there's a there's a website called mandy in the uk which is um where which i maybe in america as well i'm not sure but you it's it's for for actors and there's a whole range on there like my mum's on there so there's like terrible terrible actors like my mum on there who are just trying to find <laughs> no 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 i'm joking i'm joking <laughs> I'm joking. She'll be she'll be listening, so she'll like this. Wow. And, um, um, but no, there there is there are there's a there's a full what I mean is there's a full range of abilities on there, and um, which is great, and that's why it's such an amazing place to to find people. But I I hunted through for days through every single I think I had to put an age category on it, but from every single woman from the age of um, 35 to 60 or something, just trying to find the character and find someone that that felt right because it's so specific and and um and I just we were just so lucky to find Alison she was a real a real gem they were mm. both just so perfectly cast I feel I can't imagine it with anything else and it's funny that mm. you say like people were reading the script like oh my god this is insane because I'm like well yeah the disconnect I don't know how dark it would read just reading it as a script <laughs> but then it's watching true. it it's quite light it's dark but it's presented in mm. a way that's like like you said, very palatable. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I think That's there's lots really of things where we, because as Theo said, we had no money. Like there's just a lot of things you have to sort of like, the script has to be like, the the film has to be like really malleable to what you've got. So I think, you know, Theo, you said before that like, originally maybe we thought about it looking less scary. <laughs> um, mm. And we thought about it as being like in a suburban neighborhood or whatever. But, um, but we, well, Theo, you can talk more about this, but like we found this like abandoned house and the house is terrifying and that's kind of what i think mm. gives it and so we have to go like oh okay so it's going to be a bit more scary than we initially planned mm. and i think i think, I think it, <laughs> sorry no go ahead. i was just gonna say and a lot of this journey has been us discovering that it's a horror film because i think we uh when we were first programmed we, we first screened it at the london short film festival and when, when we first like read the program and we saw that we were in the horror category we were like <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> it has been <laughs> 
yeah. I still I still fight. I don't think it's a horror, but I it's a it's a strange it's a strange one where people. Yeah, I think I, you, I, it's definitely true that you um, the the whole exciting process of filmmaking is that like, and maybe some people do. I think you you start out and you know exactly what you want to achieve, but it's the making of it that is the development. You know that is the process of development, and so it's it's only when you start to find people to play these characters and and you see them and you hear them that you really learn about the character and you learn who the character isn't and you learn who the character is, and I think that the 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 look and the 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 look and the production design of the film obviously is something that I'm so pleased with, um, and we had an amazing art director Liz who who really helped us kind of build that. But yeah, as just said, it was like I think to begin with the, the the idea was to try and find something that was a little more kind of hidden in normality that wasn't quite as um, as macabre and um, sparse. Was something that was a little bit more grounded. But we were incredibly lucky through shooting back in Gloucestershire, where I grew up, to find um, to be offered this house, which no one had been in for ten years, and it was just incredible because the whole the whole thing was covered in cobwebs to the point where like it was you couldn't you know it was like literally floor to ceiling like this crisscross of of cobwebs and um and it was like everything was just faded and you know it had so many amazing textures on the walls so that immediately we had this incredible canvas to work with and to build upon and that of course when you find something like that the whole film the whole, the whole project has to take a kind of slightly different feel and a, and a different tone and develops into something else. So yeah, we were, we were very lucky to find that. That was a major score. Cause it's like, boom. Okay. Now this, this is the world. This is the world that we're working within and yeah. it just works. <laughs> totally. And I mean, to, you know, we would have loved to, cause there were lots of references from the beginning that I had, which were, uh, were incredibly dilapidated and, and very, very sort of dark and macabre and grim like this but to recreate that kind of that kind of stuff is just it's not even something that you can conceive especially when you have so little money it's like the prospect of wallpapering and then dirtying down the wallpaper and, and trying to make something like that is something that you you, you know is only going to look bad if you don't have the money but i think finding that environment and being able to kind of that was where it really came to life for us it yeah. makes it I think a little also bit of Sorry, go ahead, Jess. <laughs> oh, sorry, no, I was just going to say, I think also shooting in that house was kind of comparable to living in a horror film because it was like, <laughs> just like being on the set, it was like the, the amount of the spider, the spider situation when the sun started going down. <laughs> oof, it was next level. <laughs> and and also like, also the <laughs> like where we sort of like the room we were doing, the makeup thing, because the house was all, so old and stuff, like the floor was kind of like bowing a little bit like this, mm. like under the weight of people. And it was a bit like, this is kind of, I don't know, turning into a horror, the, the actual making of this. <laughs> yeah, I'm wondering how precarious it was. Like, were you guys ever worried, like, I'm going to take a step and my foot's going to just go through the floor? Or was it like you felt pretty okay? <laughs> I, at this point, I think I was running on blind um, adrenaline. So I think, it, I think there, were, there were other there, people that were like, oh, there was actually a foot through the there was a foot through the floorboard situation at one point remember there was like let's not, not all the way this, through just, let's not go into okay. this I'm not sure, uh, just in case anyone decides to come back and exactly. insurance yeah. issue, <laughs> just kidding it was just an fx gag when he made it look like yeah, it went yeah. through the floor oh, yeah absolutely yeah. 
Absolutely. It made it a little more like Norman Bates, though, with that house and everything around it. So it was like Norman Bates and Sweeney Todd elements combining. And I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's lovely to hear. I think it was that kind of, you know, that, that macabre reality like a slightly a slightly sparse macabre reality mm-hmm. i think like initially i'd looked at there's a film by matthew holness called um possum which you might have seen from the uk which is just like so incredibly grim and dirty and you just have this immediate disgusting feeling from from watching it i think that like in the end the references were something between kind of possum and maybe something of like a roy anderson film you know where it's mm-hmm. like the kind of beautiful bleak um sparseness of of um sparse grayness i just love you know <laughs> nice mm-hmm. yeah it was kind of um i don't remember what i was gonna say i forgot it I'll remember. all the time <laughs> words <laughs> words man words are hard <laughs> but i hope i hope as well for for a, for a musical fan that there was um because there are these moments in it, which are my favorite moments in the film, where we, where um, it kind of transitions slightly from this sort of darker tone. And you get these moments of real kind of, you know, where the drums hit and, mm-hmm. the, you know, you get these moments of musical <laughs> chill, which I think are, are, is great. The music in this is amazing and that's not easy to do. Like, I love musicals, but it's not, I can't just go out and like, make a musical myself because i don't know how well, how well the music is going to come across but like the songs in this are very good and very catchy like i would totally have this soundtrack and sing along to it like i loved it <laughs> that's great thank you very much um <laughs> yeah uh they'll, they'll be i'm gonna put them on spot i've got them the mastered so they can be on spotify uh soon so i'll send you a link um perfect <laughs> but yeah but no i think it's um it was yeah i think it was a bit over ambitious the soundtrack uh it was kind of a lot of work because it sounds like an orchestra, but it's literally just like, this is my crappy bedroom here. And my, this is my bed. And it was up against the wall and the musicians just one by one were recording in front of there. And then it was a process of just trying to like, just mash it all together in the computer. But luckily we had a very good sound mixer um, who managed to put it all together and make it sound like it's this, you know, big glammy kind of sound. Um, Yeah. I did yeah, not but, even think about that part. That's insane <laughs> to think that there's this like, I just imagine them like lined up outside of your room with their like giant instruments and then coming in one by one. Okay, next. <laughs> it's exactly like that. It's exactly like that's that. Nuts. Big double bases, yeah, was, yeah. You know, all out the door, <laughs> chaos. Oh, that's <laughs> no, so I think funny. I, we were very, very lucky with like the musicians that played on it and stuff because they were all way too good for us. And um, they, they, I think I just, I kind of, met one or I got a, put in contact with this amazing cellist. Um, she's played on like loads of big film soundtracks and she plays with Anna Meredith and stuff. And and she kind of put me in touch with other violinists and stuff. And I remember the first time the violinist came around to record and he was kind of a bit like, um, he was a little bit like upset maybe because he was like, he was like, I got your email that said this was like a short film, but you sent me through the music and it's, bloody loads of pages and it's really difficult music and i don't know if i could do this for like the mates rate you're asking for and i was like oh okay well let's just you know we'll do like what we can in like an hour and then and we'll go from there and then at the end of the hour he's packing up his violin and uh and he said so so what what is this film for and he was like i was like, oh it's this picture film that I, like i've you know co-written and he's like, oh you wrote it and i was like yeah, yeah yeah and then he was like can i see any of it and i showed him a little bit of the a, a little bit of it like a little bit because we'd shot it before we recorded all the instruments we just kind of shot it to piano backing tracks and um 
and I showed him the kind of gr- more grisly scenes at the end and he was just like that is so cool <laughs> and, he, and so then he just and he got his violin back out and just started re- just just agreed to record again and I think that's the case for like a lot of people that worked on this film it was like we were asking kind of it was a bit over ambitious for the budget we had but um people seemed to really like the idea and kind of once they kind of yeah got on boards so we across the whole board we managed to get people that were like so much better than we deserved and could afford and uh <laughs> yeah i love to hear stories of when it just is all coming together like that and everyone's like uh you know what yeah just let me bust out my violin again and that could have gone one of two ways really you showed him like the grizzly bits he could have been like what the shit okay i'm out of it i was between him and the door at this point yeah. <laughs> It's totally true, though. I think that when you <laughs> making like making shorts like this, it's it you know they're they're really when you have no money, it's what happens is you get this really lovely family feeling to the whole thing because everyone that is there has to enjoy the project because there is no money and it is long hours, and so it's it really becomes one of those really nice communities and families of people that you know that you have an in, this intense week together making this project, and then. And then you you finish. So it's lovely. Absolutely. It also helps when you're like, I love this so much and I appreciate you so much for helping with this. And then people are like, okay, mm. I'll give you a little more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 100%. You got to do that. <laughs> all right. You guys have anything else you'd like to add? That's all I've got for you. No, I'm just really glad you enjoyed it. And um, I hope that... Um, yeah. That's that's also, it. yeah. <laughs> it's nice to hear. I, I think it's nice for both of us to hear that... A music we haven't spoke to that many people about it so far but it's nice to hear that a musical fan enjoyed it mm. because i think a lot of people so far have been like i don't like musicals but uh, this was good i like this um so <laughs> it's kind of quite nice to hear that someone who has been in musical theater and in, enjoyed that kind of world also likes it <laughs> um coming from a musical nerd i fucking loved it like i was like this is oh, so great. cool <laughs> oh that's so nice to hear Thank you. thanks so much Absolutely. I'm going to champion the hell out of this. Um, do you guys know when it's screening at South by Southwest? Yeah, it starts uh, tomorrow. So it's, I think it's 8 p.m. CT time, uh, Central Time, and then 1 a.m. So we've got to stay up really, really, uh, really early UK time <laughs> to watch it. But yeah, awesome. and then it's on all week in South by Southwest. And there will be it will be online available um, online for free um, in the coming month. Don't plug that part. <laughs> okay, no. <laughs> buy your tickets. <laughs> buy your tickets. Yeah, buy your tickets. There you go. I, I, think, I think we're not under any any ideas that anyone is going to buy a South by Southwest pass for however many, <laughs> however much it costs just to see our like 18 minute musical. <laughs> okay, well, if you're so, already at South by Southwest. If you're already at you know, South by Southwest, yes, please, 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 please see our shorts. Stuffed, yeah. stuffed, yeah. stuffed. Check stuffed, it out. Stuffed, stuffed, stuffed. all right thank you guys so much this was really fun and uh congratulations and good luck on everything i'm so excited for like more eyeballs and ears to like uh, uh, like consume all of this goodness (laughs) really lovely to hear your thoughts thank you so much for for getting involved with us absolutely all right bye thank you see you later bye bye bye